welcome to the Weight Solutions for Physicians podcast, the podcast that helps you find solutions for your weight concerns that will last a lifetime. You've got this. This podcast contains general educational information on weight loss for physicians. I am not providing medical advice and listening to this podcast does not create a physician-patient relationship. This podcast does not replace a need for consultation with a licensed professional and no information should be relied upon unless you have obtained specific advice or treatment from myself or another physician. Please review the terms and conditions located at www.weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca before continuing. Welcome to episode 84 of the Weight Solutions for Physicians podcast. I am your host, Siobhan Key. I am a weight loss coach for physicians and an expert in emotional binge eating. I help physicians stop stress eating and binge eating, but from a place of compassion and understanding that ends up with lasting results. So this isn't about short-term weight loss. It's not about just getting the weight off. It's about really understanding why those eating behaviors are there in the first place and how to change them without relying on willpower, how to change them without it constantly feeling like a struggle. Now that is key. And when you get that, it makes your weight journey feel entirely different, absolutely different from any diet that you've tried. If you are a physician and you struggle with emotional eating or you struggle with binge eating, know that there's help. Reach out to me at weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca, click on the work with me tab and book a free introductory session. That gives you and I a chance to chat face to face about what's going on in your life and how I might be able to help. That's weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca. Now today, what we are talking about is we're talking about gifts that you give yourself and how using this concept can help guide decisions and make decisions feel more easy. Um, We're going to talk about uh, how to interpret your actions as actually a gift you might be giving yourself uh, or actions that you've already taken as a gift that you've gave yourself. And I find that this concept really gives a very personal feeling Uh, to what you're doing and it really puts that compassion embedded in these decisions because when you're trying to lose weight it's really easy for the decisions to end up not coming from a compassionate place right if we get frustrated at ourselves we get frustrated at our eating we get frustrated at our weight our body whatever it's really easy to end up where the decisions aren't coming from compassion the decisions are coming from frustration and dislike Um, and that's not the most sustainable place. Not only is it not sustainable, but it's actually, it, it's not fun. It doesn't feel good. It ends up where working on your weight feels horrible and like this big slog, this big chore that you have to do. And guess what? When it feels that way, you're probably not going to do it. And that's just normal brain behavior. If it feels like you're actually giving yourself gifts, if it feels like compassion and something really nice that you're doing for yourself, well, then that makes it a whole lot easier to do consistently, doesn't it? So what I want to talk about in this is the concept of thinking of different versions of yourself. So the version of you right now listening is your present version. And when we think about the present, everything that is happening is only happening right now in this moment. This is the only version of you that truly exists. However, there is a past version of you that did exist. So moments ago, there was a past version, days ago, years ago, months ago. There's all these different past versions of yourself. And the decisions that those past versions of yourself made have gotten you to this spot. So some of those decisions probably were good and helpful for you. 
some of those decisions maybe weren't. Maybe uh, some of those decisions weren't what you wish your past self had done. But there's still the decisions that got made. And, and that past version of yourself had reasons for making those decisions. Now, as you're the present version of yourself, you get to make decisions that are going to impact your future versions. So the version of you that happens later today, the version of you that happens tomorrow, a week down the road, months down the road, the decisions that you make right now as your present version get to modify the experience of that future version. And that's where we can think about doing this as a gift to yourself. Because if you make decisions that make your future versions life easier, that's a gift for yourself. Now the place that when I first started thinking about this concepts of gifts to myself, it was with my morning routine. So I knew that waking up early, getting up at an hour where in my where I live, it's often dark, more than half the year, it's pitch black. Uh, and spending time to myself doing a bit of meditation, getting out for exercise, even when it was cold outside, and doing a bit of journaling, all of this, I knew that if I did this, my days went better. Uh, once I had had that time to myself, I was more patient with my kids, I was more engaged at work, able to focus better at work, everything was better. But the challenge I hit was the waking up early, that, that number one, setting that alarm. <laughs> and it's really easy when you're setting alarm that starts with four to have a lot of dread uh, in it where the idea of waking up that early can feel so difficult. Uh, and then the second part was actually waking up. So having an alarm go off at four something and it being pitch black outside and cold, the heater hasn't turned on in the house yet. Uh, it's hard to get up and it's hard to actually get yourself out of bed. And so I was struggling. I knew that this would help me and this would make my life better. It would make my kids' life better because I had a, a more relaxed mom who had taken care of herself. Um, but I was having a hard time actually getting up and doing it. So what I started to think is the way we think when we're setting that alarm makes a difference. So when I was feeling dread about setting that for 4.45 alarm or 4.30 alarm, uh, I was thinking this is going to be really hard. This is too early. I wish I could sleep in. All those thoughts and they weren't serving me. They were making it so it was hard to get up. And then if those were the thoughts I went to bed uh, when I'd set my alarm, then in the morning when the alarm went off, those thoughts were the first thing to jump into my head. Like, oh, I don't really want to do this. It's too early. It's too dark. It's too cold. There's bears outside. All of these thoughts have, I've used as examples to not actually get up and early and do my routine. So I realized that this was the issue. It wasn't the, the alarm. Because honestly, there's been times in our life where an 8 a.m. alarm feels too early, right? Like as a teenager, 8 a.m. felt far too early. And yet 8 a.m. would be a luxurious sleep in, in my life right now. Uh, it's it's not the alarm. It's not that time on the on the clock. It's how we think about it that makes it feel different. So I decided I needed to think something different about this early alarm. And what I came up with is I'm setting this alarm as a gift to myself. And then when the alarm would go off, I would think I'm getting up early as a gift to myself. And I really believed it. It was very believable because especially when I was first doing this, uh, I had no other moments in my day where nobody was talking to me. I had, uh, you know, the kids were little and I was busy at work. And so every other moment of my day was taken up by somebody else needing me. So that hour or so in the morning that I had before anybody got up and before I had to get ready for work was truly a gift. It was time where I could do whatever I wanted 
and I could just focus on me and it was silent. <laughs> I remember craving that, just that silence was so nice to sit there. I, so I started thinking, okay, I'm doing this as a gift to myself and that worked really well and it still does when I'm struggling uh, doing the morning routine. So I want to expand that concept of gift to ourselves to other actions. And what if the decisions we were making, you know, you, again, if we use this as food, we can think of that, uh, you know, in the moment, I don't really want to eat the healthy food option that I'd planned because it feels restrictive or it feels not spontaneous. We might have a lot of thoughts about it and that ends up making it really hard to make that decision. But if in that moment, what if you thought I'm eating this as a gift to myself, you know, even hours from now, that version of myself is going to feel better than if I ate the junk food or the version of myself in a week where uh, they've lost weight and they're closer to their goal or maybe the version of myself in months where they've reached their goal. Uh, it makes that decision for that food feel very different. And I think that's really important. What we talk about in this podcast and in everything I do is not about just hanging in for dear life, making decisions to lose weight, because we know that that will not last. That's not going to be sustainable. What we talk about is how can you make those decisions feel simple and easy? to get into a space of flow where the decisions you're making and the things you're doing in order to take care of your body just feel simple, that it's no big deal. It doesn't take extra effort for you to get it done. Then that's a place where it's going to be so much simpler for you to continue along. So the flip side of this is if in this moment, instead of eating your planned food, you decide to eat the, the junk food, What's happening there is that, yes, you've made your life maybe feel slightly easier now, but your future version of yourself's life might not feel easier. So it's not that making this decision has no consequences. It just might not have consequences on your present self. And I think that's why it feels easier to make those decisions and not eating according to your plan. Because in the present, the part of your brain that's making the decisions is the... Um, the more primitive parts of your brain. It's the more reactive part of your brain, the part of your brain that doesn't actually see long-term or think of long-term goals. So yes, in the moment, if you make a decision to not eat on your plan and to eat junk food or whatever it is, that actually feels a lot easier in the moment because of the part of your brain that's driving it. However, it's not that those decisions don't have consequences. If you're working on a goal and you make decisions in the moment to eat junk food, it's the future version of you that then has to deal with those decisions. So in the moment, you don't really have to deal with them. But the version of you two hours from now when she's really sleepy, and it's hard to do work, she has to deal with it. Or the version of you tomorrow, when she wakes up feeling kind of bloated and gross, she has to deal with it. Or the version of you weeks or months from now, when you're frustrated that you've been working on getting to a goal and you're not seeing progress, that version of yourself has to deal with this. So I really find this concept helpful in my own personal decisions of thinking, okay, who's going to have to deal with this decision? Where Where is the ripple effects of these decisions? Because the reality is every decision we make has ripple effects. And those ripples can move you towards where you want to go, or they can move you away from where you want to go. They can put barriers up, or they can make the path easier. Um, and thinking in terms of giving it as gifts makes it 
easier to make those decisions for your future self. And like, think about it, like, what if your whole goal in life was to make things as simple as you can for the your future self? What if your goal is to set her up, or him, uh, in whatever way they need? Um, then when you're in your present self, your past self has already done that for you, right? Like, this is the thing, it's, I find it trippy and to think about it, but you, the, in this moment, there's already a past version of yourself that may have started to do this for you. And so on those days where your food's pre-planned and the food, the groceries in the fridge and your, maybe your lunch is already packed for you and you just have to grab it out in the morning, that's all thanks to your past self. And that's a gift your past self has given you. And think of those days, how nice that feels like that past version of yourself, put in a little bit of work to set you up so that you are in line with your goals and you're set up for success. Um, And then from that space, if you could think, okay, what could I do to make it easier for my future self? Like, what can I do to pay this forward, essentially, and keep it going on, I think can be a very powerful uh, place to be. Because too, the other thing that I think this um, sets or deals with is the idea that sometimes it's hard to take actions for ourselves. Sometimes we struggle with making decisions for ourselves if it's purely in our own benefit. However, we can do a lot of stuff for other people. We don't usually struggle in the same way about doing things for other people's benefits. And if you view these different versions of yourself essentially as a different person, it makes it easier to make those decisions for that person to maybe take a little bit out of your day today to make that future self's day easier tomorrow or later in the week. Um, be, it kind of removes that like entanglement we have with ourselves and our food decisions and almost lets us take a little bit of a step back and be slightly more objective with it, uh, which I think is really good. So if you wanted to make things as easy as possible for your future self, how would that look? If, if you picture a day where you wake up and everything is just sorted in the most ideal way for you to stick to your plans and then start losing weight, what would that look like? And, you know, everybody's answer is going to be different here. So ask yourself, what would that look like? What If I had a perfect day where it just felt so simple for me to stick to my plans, what would that be? And maybe it's food related. There's probably some food related things in there, like uh, having your food planned, maybe prepared, so you don't actually have to make decisions about your food in the moment, because those decisions always feel harder than when you've pre-planned decisions. Maybe it's other things, like maybe it's that you got up a little bit early and you got a run in so that you emotionally feel better starting that day. Maybe you journaled. Maybe it's something to do with work, that your current self had made decisions that make your future self's day more easy with work so that there's less of that stress that then drives eating. But ask yourself, what would it look like? What would that perfect day where everything just seemed to go so smoothly and just felt so easy, what would it be like? And then think, how can I, as this version of myself, make decisions and take action that will make it more likely to have days like that for my future for my future self. And ask yourself, what gifts would I like to give my future self? 
what gifts would it be great to receive as my future self? I definitely think meal planning is a big one. And I need to do that later today when I finish this podcast. But a gift that I've consistently given myself over the past few years is planning the meals. So on those, you know, evenings, when you're home from work and you're exhausted, you don't also then have to figure out what you're going to eat and feed the kids. It's all planned. And maybe it's already done because it's in the slow cooker. So you just have to come home and actually feed people. Um, That's a gift I give myself. Uh, What about the gift of giving yourself compassion? Like, is there a way that you can help your future self have more compassion? I think compassion is a huge gift to give yourself. It's something we sometimes feel we don't deserve and our brain fights against us getting and yet uh, it can make so much difference in your day and set you up to be in a calmer space to then follow your goals if you're coming from a compassionate place. The other thing to think about is if you have as a gift to give yourself Again, when we think about losing weight, we tend to go the most restrictive. Our brains are really black and white about weight loss. So when we're thinking about losing weight, our brain is very easy to be like, okay, if I'm going to lose weight, it has to be like (laughs) to go extreme, you know, like the green salad with no dressing and a cold uh, chicken breast on it, because that's what will help me lose weight. And yet, how many people find that appetizing? And I might be biased because I spent a lot of years really not wanting to eat that salad. But, uh, you know, if your current self plans overly restrictive and kind of tasteless food for your future self, that might not be the nicest gift. What if your current self, your present self made decisions and spent a little bit of time thinking and was actually able to plan food for your future self that was delicious and that they enjoyed eating And that it became kind of a no-brainer. Like if I have a really good salad made for my lunch, it's a no-brainer. I'm like, this is going to be fantastic. I'm excited to eat this if I've planned this for myself and created it. Uh, And then there's not really any of the thoughts about, well, could I go out and eat something more exciting? Could I get something more exciting? It's like, this is the most exciting thing and this is fantastic. So using this concept of giving the gift to your future self of really tasty food that will actually allow you to lose weight. I think that's a really important gift that you could give yourself. If you like the food that's on your protocol or on your plan for losing weight, it's going to be a lot more easy to stick to it and a lot uh, more easy to lose weight with it than if you really dislike the food. Or if you feel the food is really restrictive and you're kind of hungry all day because it didn't really satisfy you, that's going to make it harder, right? Um, the other stuff would be the self-care. And I mentioned this a little bit, but I think this is a really important gift to give our future self. We often go through our days with a minimal amount of self-care. Our self-care is at the very bottom of our to-do list and we don't get there very often when it's at the bottom. And so then we just keep giving and giving and giving and we end up feeling really depleted and really stressed out. And food then can become a really easy option to turn to to make yourself feel better. And of course it does. It makes sense. What if as a gift to your future self, you spent time planning self-care? What if the self-care you did today was a benefit to the person you'll be tomorrow? Does thinking about it that way make it easier to follow through with it? What if doing the self-care today 
made the version of you tomorrow feel more relaxed so they could be a better parent or a better physician. Again, does that make it easier to take the time and invest the time in yourself today? Uh, I think it does, personally. I find that helpful to think about that it's not that I'm taking time away from my family or away from work. I'm taking time so that I can then be better for them and and when I'm there, be more engaged and function at a higher level. Now, I think this is a useful thought too, is let's think about what gifts our past self has already given us. Because it's really easy to think that that hasn't happened. It's easy to think when you're struggling with your weight, that your past self has only made poor decisions, that it's messed up and here you are. And then we beat up that past version of ourself. And like we've talked about, that's just not helpful. And the reality is it's not true either. No matter where you're at with your weight, your past self has made some good decisions. It's just our brains focus on all the things that 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 version didn't quite do right. All the things that that version of ourselves maybe drop the ball on and our brain just focuses on those. But what if you focused on the gifts that that past version of yourself has already given you? Wouldn't that be more empowering? Wouldn't it help you get to where you want to be better if you could recognize all the positive things that you've already done? I think that's really empowering. I think it really changes the conversation you have with yourself about your weight and your weight path. So sitting down and asking yourself, what gifts have I already given myself? Maybe it was the gift of a little extra sleep on the weekend to make up for, you know, having some deprivation during the week. You know, they don't have to be big gifts, but being grateful and acknowledging them um, is empowering. And then it makes it more likely for those gifts to continue, right? Like if I get up and my food is planned and lunch is in the fridge and if I'm just completely don't even think about that but I think of focus on something else that my past self didn't quite do rightly like maybe my past self had some snacks that evening and I get hung up and focus on that I'm not going to appreciate the work that went into setting myself up for the day to make today different than yesterday and then if I'm not appreciating that it may not continue Versus if I really acknowledge it and I go, okay, whatever I ate last night, that's fine. But look at what I did for myself today. Uh, That puts you in a better position to then move on and make different decisions as you move along. Um, So acknowledging the things you're doing right and the things that you did right yesterday perpetuates them. So it's like building momentum. Uh, I've talked about this before, but like when you're mountain biking, the trees you stare at are the ones that you'll hit. And so if you're focusing on the things you did wrong, you're just going to keep hitting those trees. If you're focusing on the things that you did right or looking down the trail where you want to be going, that's where you're going to go. You're not going to hit the trees in the same way. So acknowledging what your past self has already done for you, I think is really, really important. Uh, Maybe listening to this podcast is a gift that your past self has already given you. By even if you feel, I know sometimes when you're listening to things like podcasts, it can feel that you listen and you haven't taken action. And sometimes we start beating ourselves up for that too, right? But maybe just the fact that your past self has gotten you to start listening to this podcast is a gift that it's giving you. Even if you haven't taken action yet or started to make changes yet, it doesn't mean you're not going to. Like if you're building that knowledge and starting to contemplate things, that's all part of the process. And so 
thanking your past self for making the decision that you're going to listen to this, I think is a really useful gift that your past self gave you. Now, the other flip side of this is, are there decisions that you need to forgive your past self for? Are there things that your past self has done or decisions that that version of you made that you are carrying a lot of negative thoughts and memories about? Because the big thing to know is decisions from the past have already happened. They're gone. They're in the past. When we feel them in the future or sorry, in the present, it's because we're thinking thoughts about them. So our experience of past decisions right now are only through how we think about them. And with weight and with, uh, following certain diets and stuff, we do spend a lot of time thinking about how we haven't done well enough in the past, how we messed up, how we made decisions in the past that didn't help us now that we're in the future. And that is a really important thing to recognize, because maybe you just need to forgive yourself. Maybe in the present, thinking negative thoughts about decisions your past self made is not what's going to serve you. Maybe acknowledging that that past version of yourself was doing the best that they could. And yes, they made some decisions that haven't directly helped you right now, but they were trying their best. Uh, That might be more of a compassionate way to view it. And it might let you release some of that luggage that you could be constantly carrying about things that already happened in the past and about what your past self did with their food decisions. All right. Think through this and let me know what you come up with. Let me know how your thoughts about gifts from the past and gifts that you're going to give your future self. Uh, Send me an email and tell me what those gifts are. Uh, Info at weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca. And I'm really curious to hear what you guys come up with. Like I'm giving you examples of ones that I use, but I'm sure you guys will have all sorts of different ones that you come up with and I'd love to hear them. Remember, if you need help with stress and binge eating, I do have a free online course called uh, Time-Saving Tips to End Stress and Binge Eating, and that's available at weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca forward slash time-saving tips. So free course, it is loaded with good information, really helpful videos, a workbook, and emails to be supportive. All of that comes with that free course, so make sure you go over there and check it out. Uh, I'm quite proud of it. And I think it's really helpful for the people that have been going through it. Uh, That's weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca forward slash time saving tips. All right. Have a fantastic week, guys. We will talk to you later. Thank you so much for listening. Bye bye. (music) 